Thanks, Stacey. Uh, morning, Bill. I'm wondering, after watching uh, the film last night, uh, what you saw that allowed you guys, um, you know, from pretty much front to end, uh, to be so effective getting upfield and getting to the quarterback? Uh, you know, well, we had our moments. Um, well, we, had, we had some pressure from different players, and, um, and so there, there were some good things there. Uh, we obviously allowed a lot of um, a lot of passing yardage, and so there were times when the rush and the and the coverage didn't really marry up the way we'd like it to. Um, you know, pass rush is part pass rush and part coverage. So overall, our team defense was, was good at times, um, but. We need to see that more consistency. You know, when you give up over 350 yards passing, um, that's not good. Knocking the quarterback down, that's good. But you know, we need to we need to marry those two together because when we we didn't have the coverage and the rush, and we we gave up too much yardage. Yeah, just to follow up, Bill, is that um, a little more? Uh, complex to evaluate when you're obviously playing with a lot of different uh, personnel units in the preseason versus what you might be doing defensively uh, in the regular season? Uh, well, yeah, obviously the regular season is more of a true indication of what it is, but you know, all 32 teams are in the same, same situation here in preseason. And I'd say they're all basically playing it pretty much the same way. Um, so... Um, we we have the same opportunities as everybody else does, and and we'll have to figure it out just like all the other teams do. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Our next question, Megan O'Brien, followed by Jim McBride. Morning, Bill. Yesterday we saw the helmet rule come into effect um, four times, and I was just wondering after you watched the tape, what did you see in that Jordan Richards tackle? It, from my vantage point. Looks like a textbook tackle, but I was wondering what you saw after watching the tape. Um, yeah, I think there, you know, there's there's those plays, and then there's some other plays, um, uh, maybe that were similar plays that weren't called, that weren't called. Um, so, yeah, we're just gonna have to try to do a good job of getting. Um, you know, a clear understanding, and, and these are plays that help define it um, of what is and what isn't allowed. So, um, again, it doesn't really matter what we think. What matters is what the officials think and what they see and what they're going to call. So um, we'll have to uh, adjust to what their the way the game is being called, not the other way around. Uh, so we'll, again, examine those plays and and ask about some other ones that um, are similar and try to do as good a job of teaching uh, that rule as we can. And I'm sure the players will, will do as good a job of playing it as they can. No player wants to get a 15-yard penalty. Um, so they might have to – we might have to adjust our style or technique a little bit um, as we go here. Thank you. You're welcome.
Uh, next question, Jim McBride, followed by Rich Carvin. Uh, hi, Coach. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Keontae Davis and maybe uh, what you've seen from him that has allowed him to uh, develop a little versatility along the line. I know he's had a year off last year, and maybe if that kind of uh, went into it. Keontae worked really hard last year, even though he he wasn't able to practice. He was on NFI all season, but um, he essentially went through two off-season programs, one during the season and then one in the off-season, because that's because um, he was restricted to to uh, what his participation level could be, and that that changed this spring and uh, and then into training camp and so forth. So um, he's continued to do all the things that he could do. He was just limited until um, really until we we got into this calendar year, and he's he's been able to you know, work on those things. Um, Still has a long way to go. Still has a lot of things that he can improve on and refine and react quicker to and so forth. But that comes from not having actively played for played football for a year uh, or a little more than a year. So hopefully that'll it has returned and hopefully those things will will come back to him and his reactions and all will continue to improve. But he's. He's done a good job. He's in in good condition. He's worked hard, and um, I, I like what he's been doing. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, Jim. Uh, next question, Rich Garvin, and I'll encourage anyone to hit five star if you want to ask another question. Hello, Bill. I'm wondering if there's a competition for the punter's position right now. All the players that are on the roster are in competition. Uh, so when they're not in competitions, when they're off the roster, as long as they're on the roster, there's competition. So I just I ask it because it seems like I mean Corey hasn't played in the first two games, and in majority of the opportunities in camp during practice, they've, they've gone to Ryan. So how? Does a guy like Corey compete if he's not actually kicking? Yeah, well, the opportunities to play have to be earned. And um, when we feel that that's, that's been done then, uh, and he's able to do it, then, or anybody else for that matter, uh, you know, when a player earns the opportunity and is, and is able to uh, participate, for the opportunity, then, then we'll try to give it to him. I'm curious, this is a quick follow-up. Uh, when Ryan was first here with, uh, with Zolta and Mesco, I asked you the same question, and you said, yeah, there's definitely a competition going on. So could you take me back to that time and what Ryan did to earn those, uh, those opportunities to, to make that a competition with Zoltan? Like, what did he did back then that showed you that that was a competition? Yeah, well, again, that was several years ago, and every camp has its own uh, unique combination of players, circumstances, opportunities, and and competition for roster spots, so... 
there are a lot of things that go involved uh, that that go into those that type of question. Um, honestly, we could be here for a couple hours talking about that. Um, right now, we're just focused on what's going on on the field, uh, this training camp, and this week coming up, and we know what the deadlines are for making some decisions. So um, we'll we'll work towards those. Those points. There, there are a lot of things that we have to do in training camp, and we try to take all of them into consideration. Um, and so that's that's what we've always done. That's what we're going to continue to do. Football team will always come first. Great, thanks. You're welcome. Our next question will be Doug Kide, uh, followed by Tom Curran. Hey, Bill. Uh, just a quick follow-up on Keontae Davis. Is is he a player who likely would have been drafted if not for the the injury that he was dealing with at the time? Yes. Relatively, relatively high, do you feel? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, possibly. You know, I, let's say he's um, uh, in a different category, but in a similar situation, in a similar, in a similar uh, his circumstances are similar to Marcus Cannon, uh, but different in in ways. But I would say very similar in some other ways. Marcus was drafted in the fifth round. Keontae wasn't drafted, um, but there's some similarities. Thank you. Next question, Tom Kern, uh, followed by Henry McKenna. Hey, Bill. Um, I'm wondering with Cordero Patterson, when you've gone against him in the past in the regular offense, what – difficulties did he pose to you as a receiver beyond just his explosive speed? Um, and, and what are some of the things that entered into concerns for you as, as a you know defensive coach or for your defensive coaching staff? Well, he's a very talented player. Um, we knew that well, when he was in college, when he came out of Tennessee, he was drafted in the first round. Um, and what defensively um, in the times that we played him, you know, that's that's usually comes in to be part of the scheme. Um, so how the Raiders or Minnesota used them and uh, who else he was in there with and where they aligned them and so forth uh, were – more of the focus. Um, obviously, kickoff, uh, kickoff returns and other things he did in the special teams area were very noteworthy as well. Uh, but, you know, we're aware of his physical skills, and we talked about those, but the way he was used was specific to those teams and, and their offensive and special team systems. So, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's kind of an ambiguous question. A more specific one, I guess, is in, not actually specific, more general. Are there occasions that you've had through your time in, in the league where you look at players and say, you know what, he's he's not held hostage or a victim, but he's he's a product of where he is right now. There might be more there. Not that those teams are doing something wrong, but their circumstances might impact it. But there might be more there for a player that his atmosphere or his scheme doesn't allow him to, to get to. Yeah, say so it happens all the time. It happens every year. For whatever reason, players are in different systems, and you look at it and you feel like in your system uh, it might be a little better fit than where he was somewhere else. That's not a criticism of anywhere else or anything else. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm sure the teams look at some of our players the same way. So, um, And it's the same thing in the draft. So, yeah, I think it's very common to, to see a player in another scheme or another system, and you picture him in your system, and you you maybe see a little more productive player than what you see somewhere else. Uh, I think that's that's fairly common. I would think with every, every team I've ever been on or every team I've ever coached, including as an assistant coach. So. And I'd imagine there's times when you bring a player in and you were exactly right, and there's times when you bring him in and you go, oh, I see why he wasn't doing that now. Oh, well, that's, <laughs> that, that area is a very inexact science. Uh, yeah. Drafting, acquiring players and so forth. Yeah, until you actually get them in the system, it's it's a little bit of projection, and there's there are hits and there are misses. I think that's true with every team. I, I haven't seen the team yet that's that's hit on all of them. Thanks a lot. Our next question is Henry McKenna, uh, followed by I believe it's David Lazare. Hey, Bill. I uh, was wondering. Um, in terms of Cordell Patterson, uh, you know he hasn't played any special team snaps in these first two preseason games. So I wonder what what went into the decision to um, just you know try him on offense and, and maybe leave him out on kick returns and and other things he might do in that regard. Right. Again, all the things we do in spe- on uh, in preseason games are based on a combination of factors and we put it all together and do what we do we feel is best so that's an individual player the unit that he's in um, what he's done on the practice field um, who the other people are that are involved and what's best for the team so when you combine all those things then that's what leads to most of the decisions in preseason uh, games and so forth. Um, not all games go the same way. Sometimes you play more of a particular type of play or maybe more offense or more defense in the game based on that individual game. And so then those things don't always work out evenly or the way you plan them or situations don't come up 
like you would think they might normally would. They come up a little bit differently, so then that skews uh, what the opportunities are for an individual player, a group of players, a unit, and so forth. Um, have to do the best we can to try to, as I said, in the end, do what's best for the football team um, and try to balance all the other things out. So that's the way it always is. It's never going to change. That's that's what preseason football is in the National Football League. Um, I, I've never treated any different in any of my years as a head coach. I, I don't see how you really can do anything other than that. Okay, two final questions. I believe it's David Lazar, and, uh, and the last one will be Megan O'Brien. Hey, Coach. I was just wondering if, based on your evaluations of Jawan Bentley in, before the draft and in, on draft day, are you guys at all surprised about how athletic and how well he's played in coverage? Uh, well, uh, no, I wouldn't say so. He's the four-year starter at at a Big Ten school that played. I mean, there's a lot of good players in that conference. Um, so, I mean, you watch a guy play for four years. No, I wouldn't say it's a big surprise. Thanks, Coach. Last question, Megan O'Brien. Hi, Bill. I was actually going to ask about Bentley as well, um, but I was just curious about his range. I know early on in the game we saw him stick with Smallwood nearly stride for stride. Um, I was just wondering what you've seen from the range that, that he provides and that he's exhibited. Yeah. Well, Juan's, he's done a good job for us in, in all areas. Um, he has good size. He plays with good power. You know, still made a couple tackles last two weeks on the goal line or in close quarters and play with good good power against blockers and, and runners and short areas and goal line situations. He's been in space. He's a very instinctive player. He finds the ball and uh, has good awareness of the ball, the receiver, uh, the route the guy's running, so forth. Um, and he's, he learns every day. He'll learn every week, and uh, there's still a lot of things that um, that he needs to see and he needs to work on, but he, he's getting better every day. He's a very, very intelligent player um, with good football instincts and a good background um, and can handle the, the communication and signal calling and um, adjustments that come with playing the position that he plays, which is, you know, generally right in the middle of the defense where where a lot of things can happen. Um, but he he sees things well and can sort them out and make good pre-snap decisions and, and make good post-snap decisions and make them quickly. Um, so those all play to his advantage. Thank you very much, Coach. Okay, great. Thank you.